Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read a page of The Wise Man's Fear and then discuss it. This is page 759. Lean and suspicious, and wealth is measured in small, practical ways. Cords of firewood, a second pig, five jars of blackberry preserve. At first glance, Hert seemed to be this sort of town. It was little more than tiny homes, broken stone, and the occasional penned goat. Most parts of the Commonwealth, or anywhere in the Four Corners for that matter, a family living in a small cottage with only a few sticks of furniture would be viewed as unfortunate, one step away from paupers. But while most of the Adam homes I had seen were relatively small, they weren't the same sort you would find in a desperate Aturan town made of sod and logs chinked with mud. The Adam homes were all snug stone, fit together as cunningly as anything I had ever seen. There were no cracks letting in the endless wind. No leaking roofs, no cracking leather hinges on the doors. The windows weren't oiled sheepskin or empty holes with wooden shutters. They were fitted glass, tight as any you'd find in a banker's manor. I never saw a fireplace in all my time in Hert. Don't get me wrong, fireplaces are better than freezing to death by a long step, but most of the rough ones folk can build for themselves out of loose fieldstone or cinder brick are drafty, dirty, and inefficient. They fill your house with soot and your lungs with smoke. Instead of fireplaces, each Adam home had its own iron stove, the sort of stove that weighs hundreds of pounds, the sort of stove made of thick drop iron so you can stoke it until it glows with heat, the sort of stove that lasts a century and costs more than a farmer earns from an entire year of hard harvesting. Some of those stoves were small, good for heating and cooking, but I saw more than a few that were larger and could be used for baking, too. One of these treasures was tucked away in a low stone house of only three rooms. The rugs on the Adam floors were mostly simple, but they were of thick, soft wool, deeply dyed. The floors beneath those rugs were smooth-sanded wood, not dirt. There were no guttering tallow tapers or reed lights. There were beeswax candles or lamps that burned a clean white oil. And once, through a distant window, I recognized the unwavering red light of a sympathy lamp. It was this last that made me realize the truth. This was not a scattered handful of desperate folk scratching out a lean existence on the bare mountainside. They were not living hand-to-mouth, eating cabbage soup, and living in fear of winter. This community was comfortably, quietly prosperous. More than that, despite the lack of glittering banquet halls and fancy gowns, despite the absence of servants and statuary, each of these homes was like a tiny manor house. They were each of them wealthy in a quiet, practical way. At the page, I'm your co-host, Nick. I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. I put to you that one sign of this being a socialist paradise is that uh, the smaller houses get the nicer uh, stoves. Like, there's a small three-room house that he sees that gets one of the big stoves. That, like, things are distributed, not necessarily, like, equally everyone gets the same thing. But it's like, okay, if you have less of this... You get more of this. Where is the line that says that? One of these treasures was tucked away in a low stone house of only three rooms. Okay, that that line alone does not lead me to draw the conclusion that you are drawing. No, it but if I was looking for reasons to draw that conclusion, I might <laughs> use it as evidence to do so. I think the 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 what this passage tells me in general is that they have a principle of like investing in the community and making sure everyone enjoys like 
these kind of comforts and these conveniences and that it doesn't matter how rich or poor you are every like everyone has a nice iron stove everyone has a house that is like well joined together so the wind doesn't get in you know everyone has glass in their windows uh every, people have sympathy lamps right like there's kind of a baseline lever level of like comfort and infrastructural investment that is not present elsewhere and that to me is the sign of like a well-run society <laughs> well okay so there's also so nick is saying that like you could you could say like they have the smaller home therefore they get the fancier stove but a we don't know that the three-room house is necessarily a smaller house maybe maybe adem mostly have three-room homes or maybe they mostly have two-room homes we don't know what is the smaller what is the larger but it might be that this house that has the bigger stove in it has the bigger stove in it because the person who lives there would would need like the oven piece maybe they're a baker Maybe they provide food to their community, so they need that thing. So it's more like each to their own need rather than it being like a, a one is smaller, one is larger. Yes. Cool. Yes. I'm so glad you agree. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, he does say that most ADEM homes are relatively small. Uh, but, but that's like what is small? Well, yes. And relatively small, right? Like small compared to what? It's I think that we're supposed to understand that a three room, a, a house of only three rooms, as he says, is small by his reckoning, but it might not be like small by the standards of the ADEM. Yes. Also, I'd love to live in a house with three rooms. Just saying. Well, you should uh, join a socialist paradise. Right I mean, now. you already do. Say, I, I, well, okay, yeah. Technically, I guess the bathroom, the bedroom, and then the one room that is everything else. Yeah. Technically, but it, I don't know. <laughs> Sounds like you might actually like to live in a house with more than three rooms. Yes, it's entirely possible that I would like to live in a house with more than three rooms. Well, listeners, if you want to contribute to the Get Jordana House with More Than Three Rooms fund, you can do so by going to patreon.com or sending us a dollar on Ko-Fi. That's right. <laughs> and like, I think it's telling that Quoth, uh, like Quoth thinks of this place as a wealthy place uh, compare. And just because the homes are small, that doesn't mean that they're bad. Like he seems to think that they would be nicer than a small home like that and in a Turin town, because if a house that small was in Atour, it would probably be like the house of someone who doesn't have very much money. You know what I mean? So it might be small and then also not have nice amenities. Whereas here the houses are small, but they have nice amenities. Yeah. Like what he says is uh, most of the Adam homes I've seen were relatively small. They weren't the same sort you'd find in a desperate Aturin town made of sod and logs chinked with mud, right? He's like in Atur, if your house is small, it's probably also a sign that your community is not very well off. What he And he also says, this kind of like lines up with my interpretation, I suppose. He says, they were each of them wealthy in a quiet, practical way, right? Like they're wealthy, but they put their wealth towards things that are going to be like, useful for the community it reminds me a bit of uh certain monastic orders uh like if you're in a monastery your monastery can be getting oh, i was totally thinking that too i mean okay. i agree please continue sorry it's okay uh like 
if you're in a monastery and you like make beer or whatever, or you make honey or, or something like that, you're not many monastic orders are like, they've taken kind of like a vow, a vow of poverty. So they're not supposed to like flash their wealth around. They're supposed to reinvest the, whatever money they make in the monastery. So uh, I was listening on a, another podcast to them talk about a, like a really fancy monastery that brews fancy beer in Belgium. And they reinvest all their earnings into the, the beer making equipment in the monastery. So they have like the best brewing equipment money can buy because that's what they're supposed to be doing. And it's kind of, it seems to be kind of the same principle here. You don't just hoard your wealth and sit on it. You use it to make everyone's life better. Yes, it really is that simple. Does anybody have anything else to add on this page? Just that if you see someone hoarding wealth, uh, it is uh, moral to and redistribute their wealth. I will be bleeping that out when I edit this episode. The uh, formal term for this is stairs. <laughs> wow. Uh, I'm just saying, you guys tell me to throw people downstairs all the time, okay? Yeah, but not, not on the podcast. Uh <laughs> Not, not, not in public where it could be legally actionable. Uh, and listeners, yes, uh, parody, parody. I am, of course. Uh, it is, it is satire in Minecraft. Uh, yes, in the game, in, we're doing it in Minecraft. And w- listener, we'll do you in Minecraft on tomorrow's page. Whoa, <laughs> the wind. <laughs>